Good afternoon. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Deuteronomy 10 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for another day. I opened the two gifts you gave me this morning, my eyes. I read your word. I went to the gym with my friends. My friends pushed me. I thank you for them. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, have done, and will do. I thank you for the end of another year and the beginning of a new one. And please help whatever happens in the world that that uh, I will be blessed and the people who are listening to your word um, will be blessed. And it's not about me getting a following. I want people to know you. I want them to follow you. I want them to know and love you. And I want them to find the Father through you. That's that's what I want. That's what I've always wanted. And I want to push. I want to do something different. I don't want to just sit around and be passive. I need to be active, dynamic, and going and moving forward. That's what people do. So bless us, Lord. And I pray as I read your word. Amen. Oh, well, I don't know. This is just a, uh, an aside. Any of you Star Trek people, like the original series, you know, the one with the bad wardrobes, um, there's a series called Star Trek Continues. So these guys, these fans, they made, uh, I guess, two years worth of episodes. So they kind of, you know, the original series was three years. And I just discovered this, and uh, it's called Star Trek Continues. And it was it's fan-based, and there's different people in the, in the four key roles. Uh, but it's so good, it sounds it sounds exactly like the original Star Trek. Like these people are fans that know the original Star Trek. And they I just watched the episode where they had, you know, the Haldorian um, controversy where um, Captain Kirk, I think, or the Captain Kirk from the Barbaric Universe was going to blow these people up who had dilithium crystals. And then there was a switch of four people from that universe to this one. And then from the from the calm universe into the barbaric universe. Um, and it was really like this Star Trek continues episode, the fairest of them all was. So I was blown away how it sounds exactly like the original series. So just just an amazing, um, just an amazing fan series. So I, you know, for all people who like Star Trek, I, I'm sorry, I like Star Trek. I like the Flintstones. I grew up with it and I can't seem to get it out of my head. Okay, so why don't I read Deuteronomy 10 um, in the NLT? And, you know, this is a, a, an account where Moses is to, to hew two new tables of stone uh, that the Lord would write. And it's kind of also an account of the journeys of the children of Israel. I'm reading from BibleHub.com. And it's... There, there's a separation of the tribe of Levi to the service of the sanctuary. And Moses is telling him about these commands. And he says to um, serve God and keep keep God's commandments. And in the New Testament, Jesus says, um, you're to keep my commandments as I've kept the Father's commandments. And to keep God's commandments, which are the rules, love fulfills the law. So you have to love like Jesus, be in Jesus in order to fulfill the Ten Commandments, and it kind of makes sense because Jesus says, "Love fulfills the law," right? We don't we don't follow the rules; we fulfilled the rules by being in Jesus. And why don't I just read it? Here we go. A new copy of the covenant, Deuteronomy ten. At that time, the Lord said to me, and that's Moses talking, "Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones." Also make a wooden ark, a sacred chest to store them in. Come up to me on the mountain, 
and I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the ones you smashed. Then place the ark, the tablets in the ark. So, so that ark is called an ark. Noah went into the ark and he was saved. It was salvation. And Jesus is like the walking, he's like a walking law of Moses. So basically he's, he's, in, he's the Ten Commandments walking around. He fulfills it, right? He's a walking version of someone who perfectly fulfilled the Ten Commandments because he loved the Father and always did God's will. Like we all, we all do, we all go from he to me at some point. Jesus never went to me. It was always about he. It was always about God our Father, always doing God's will. Even when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he didn't want to really die on the cross. Who wants to die on a cross? On a crucifixion, he knew it was going to be painful, and he said, nevertheless, your will be done, not my will. Because anybody would have wanted to get out of that. And he could have. He could have just said, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. He could have gone back to heaven. It would have been a done deal. No more... Um, no more having to deal with people running out, chasing after him. Uh, he, could have, he could have done that, but he did the Father's will, and he carried it all through his life. And in Jesus, we are able to do the Father's will too. Our righteousness is as a filthy rag. So all the talk about commandments in the ark and salvation and the ark of the covenant, like it's just, you can kind of see when you start reading the Bible like what we're doing here, like, I'm not the smartest, uh, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But it's like, okay, this stuff is all sort of making sense. It's all kind of lined up, you know. And it's like, they say the Bible is one author. Many authors, many human authors, and yet one author, right? The author is Christ. The author is God. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And God is the one who has written the, the scriptures through the Holy Spirit. So you just begin to see everything starts to line up. And I'm sorry, I don't see everything perfectly. I would never see everything perfectly. I'm sure there's guys walking around who are Christians who just see everything so pristine, so perfectly clear. Everything with me is always a little bit fuzzy. But I'm still amazed how all these different words, like I never thought about this before. But we're all just reading this, right? We're reading it. We're asking God to give us ideas, give us, give us the Holy Spirit, to give us this discernment, to be able to, that something would go bling in our mind, you know, like a light bulb and we can see patterns. We can see linkages, right? We can see these things, and we certainly see a pattern here. Let me continue. So I made an ark of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first two. Then I went up the mountain with the tablets in my hand. Once again, the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments on the tablets and gave them to me. So I heard that the tablets were written on front and back as if to say one contract was for God and one contract was for us. They were the same words the Lord has spoken to you from the heart of the fire on the day you were assembled at the foot of the mountain. Then I turned and came down the mountain and placed the tablets in the Ark of the Covenant, which I had made just as the Lord commanded me, and the tablets are still there in the Ark. So I honestly don't know what those tablets, if he was carrying them, if God wrote everything on, like he wrote the Ten Commandments and the 603 Commandments. Or he just wrote, God wrote the Ten Commandments, and then Moses continued that with the 603 Commandments, which people call the Law of Moses. But then Moses said he's getting all these ideas about the sacrifices and all these laws from God. So I honestly don't know, right? Because I've heard the Law of God is the Ten Commandments, and the Law of Moses is the 603 Commandments. And then I've heard the Law of Moses is, the, is, is both of them together, 613 Commandments. And, I, and I've heard interchangeably the Law of God is the 613 Commandments, 
which is the Ten Commandments plus the other ones as well. So I honestly am not sure and I'm not going to tell you that I am. You read it for yourself and you think about it. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. You read it for yourself and you decide which side, which perspective the path of logic lies for you. This is faith, right? This is this is faith, not fact. Like somebody was telling me, I don't know if I mentioned this about things being falsifiable. To, to prove something, it has to be shown in an experiment. It has to be like scientific data, right? That's what something is called falsifiable. So you're trying to prove it or disprove something. And then we have faith, right? God doesn't want us to prove him. He wants us to believe him on faith. That's not to say you can't have a rational faith. Like you can look at the history and you can look at the things that were written about Jesus. And you can look at some of the things that have happened in history and say, yes, I believe there's a God. But it's still kind of faith because sometimes you can present the same things to people. You could present, hey, we found the temple of the Hittites mentioned in the Bible. That must prove the Bible is true. It's a good historical record. And people say, no, it ain't. Or I don't even believe there's a God or a Bible. Or, or the Bible was just written by God. I don't believe that. So, you know, it depends on the evidence, right? More evidence you have is better. But I think God wants us to believe him, to trust him, to love him. It's not, God is not falsifiable. I cannot prove or disprove God. I believe God. I believe it. But people will say, that's your faith, and I have no problem with it, as long as they're respectful to my faith, as I want to be respectful to their faith. But for me, Jesus is the one at the right hand of God right now, sitting in heaven right now at the right hand of God, who's alive, who came out of that tomb, and that the God who's in charge of everything is Yahweh, Jehovah. The tablets are still there in the ark. Verse 6, the people of Israel set out from the wells of the of the people of Jachin and traveled to Maserah where Aaron died and was buried. His son Eleazar ministered as high priest in his place. Then they journeyed to Gudgoda and from there to Jothbatha, a land with many brooks and streams. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Leri to carry the ark of the Lord's covenant and to stand before the Lord as his ministers and to pronounce blessings in his name. These are their duties to this day. So the thing is that the tribe of Levi was a special, you know, the, the, the Jewish people were God's chosen people. They still are part of his plan, even though they don't accept Jesus. And the Levites were especially like the priests to carry God's laws. And, you know, we're supposed to be high priests. We're all supposed to be high priests in the new covenant. In the new covenant, we are a royal priesthood, a royal nation, a holy nation, a holy priesthood. It says that in 2 Peter 2 somewhere. And when the curtain was ripped, we have direct access to God, the most holy place, because that's where God is, by praying to God and then and, and asking our prayers in the name of Jesus, because Jesus takes us into the presence of God because of his sinless, perfect life. We are supposed to be the tribe of Levi in the new covenant, all believers of the new covenant. We are ministers of the new covenant. So I kind of see that pattern there. You know, in the Old Testament here, it's, it's a certain tribe of Levi, Levi, and to me, the new, the Christians are supposed to be that specialized spiritual tribe of Levi. We are supposed to be ministers, I guess, to the world, to a world that doesn't seem to really know or care, doesn't want to hear about Jesus. I mean, doesn't really seem to, they know, you know, the world either doesn't believe there's a God or doesn't really care, or they'll find out when they get there, they say, when they die. Um, they're not interested in God, but we're supposed to be 
um, the priests, we're supposed to pray for people, people in our family, people, ex-wives, people who don't like us, people who don't accept us. We're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to be like Moses praying for the children of Israel in Exodus 32. Like it just blows my mind. Like there's, uh, you know, I went to the gym today, of course, and this girl comes, this tall girl, and I heard she had an operation and she's married to a guy. He kind of looks like Andrew Tate, but, but they're married, right? He's never talked to me, but she said hi to me. But I haven't seen her for a while. And then my friend, who's very gregarious, he's an alpha male. He knows everybody's name in that gym, what they do, um, how they're, how, how they, where they live, or approximately who they're connected to. It's amazing. That guy has a photographic memory, and he's working out with me. I guess he feels sorry for me, right? And he's very, very strong. So he said she had an operation, and she came in, and she was saying something about her colon, and she might have to wear a bag. And she's a young woman, very tall, very tall, very tall, very nice looking. And I just felt like saying, you know, and she was talking to him, looking at him, right? She wasn't looking at me. I don't really know her, you know? And she kind of glanced over my direction because she seen me in the gym and I was sitting in the the massage chairs, you know, in my, in my gym. And I just felt like I should say out loud, I'm gonna pray for you. I don't even know you, I'm gonna pray for you. And I didn't, I, I chickened out. Because I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I didn't want to sound, you know, stupid or um, like a canned response. I didn't want to sound like tinny or just like a really dumb response. And I don't really know if she would say thank you or she wouldn't believe it. So I didn't say anything, but my heart went out to her because I have no idea. She says, I'm wasting away. I'm withering away. I'm just at home. I have to go to MRIs and some specialists in New Year. So people are suffering. This old covenant is broken. This is the old covenant universe. It's broken. It's been infected and besmirched by sin. We brought it in. When Adam and Eve, death came upon all men through one man, right? We all went from God's will to our own will, from he to me. Adam did it, Eve did it, and we've all done it. And of course, that all, you know, kind of flew through my mind, but I, I just wanted to say to her, I'll pray for you, right? Because my heart went out to her, right? We're not like super friends, you know? I find it really hard to talk to girls. I don't really try. <laughs> but at that point, the person was telling my friend, what's going on in her life and she's had two operations she said she might have to have another one i'm going what's 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 happening here like do you have crohn's do you have an autoimmune disease is it the chemicals in the food i have no idea i'm just listening to this and i just felt like i'll pray for this person so i definitely will even though she doesn't really know me and you know her husband he don't look friendly but but he's got a good physique he looks just like andrew tate he's got it very defined so that that's my story today Anyways, it says, verse 8, it says, At that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the Lord's covenant, to stand before the Lord as his ministers, and to pronounce blessings in his name. These are their duties to this day. That is why the Levites have no share of property or possession of land among the other Israelite tribes. The Lord himself is their special possession as the Lord your God told them. Verse 10, as for me, I stayed on the mountain in the Lord's presence for 40 days and nights as I had done the first time. 40 days and 40 nights. Wow, just like Jesus in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights. So Moses did it twice. And once again, the Lord listened to my pleas and agreed not to destroy you. So Moses is kind of the mediator for the children of Israel, even though he himself is a sinner. Jesus is our mediator. I just feel like when I pray now, I just can kind of see Jesus in my mind and he's got his hand on my shoulder and I'm praying to God and there's this great light in front of me and Jesus is saying, you can't do anything to him, Father. He's with me. Uh, this is my boy here, you know? <laughs> like, 
I'm sorry. Jesus has gotten very real for me in the five years since this whole family breakup and separation and divorce. And I just feel like I'm an alien sometimes. But honestly, you know what? I just say to myself, Lord, it had to happen this way. You know, I'm not, I'm not a great leader. I just want to do something. I don't want to sit around and be passive. I'm not a people person. I'm not like really like my friend. He's an alpha male. He's a smart guy. I'm not a sigma male. I'm not like, I don't want to be a beta. <laughs> you know, I'm not, a, I don't have all the answers. I just don't want to sit around and just business as usual. Like to me, the world is not business as usual. It's a mess and it's getting progressively wor worse. I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative for 2024, but honestly, this is the universe and it, the earth and it's going down. Matthew 24, lovelessness shall increase and iniquity shall abound and there shall be wars and divisions and rumors of wars and pestilences and, and convulsions in earth. And it's happening, folks. It is happening. And I just see when people try to pretend that everything is okay or you say, you know, I don't push my faith to anybody in the secular world. I mean, my friends know I go to church. Right. My friend said he's Catholic. You know, he goes, he said it's he said the rest day or the Lord's day. And I just said the Lord's day. Right. Meaning Sunday. Right. He works out six days a week. OK, he works out six days a week. So I, I got pulled into this. I'm really hurting, but I'm enjoying it, too. I'm getting pushed and I need a push. But they know he knows, you know, that I'm a Christian and he knows I'm a Baptist. And, you know, people know, right, that that um, that yours truly is just a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> a lone wolf and a little bit of a weirdo. Verse 11, Then the Lord said to me, Get up and resume the journey and lead the people to the land I swore to give to their ancestors so they may take possession of it. So I think that's, that's what God is saying to us. Um, get up. Don't sit around. Resume the journey. Cling to God, cling to Jesus, cling to the Holy Spirit. Just keep going forward. And if you feel negative, if you feel isolated, if you feel down, I just, I just pray, I just give it to God. I, I just say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I know I'm weak, but just take away the negative emotions. Just take all this away. Like, I honestly overthink everything. I, I'm not disrespecting women, but maybe I'm more woman than man. But, you know, I, I'm a man. <laughs> I got a man's body and I have man's thoughts <laughs> about women and towards women. Good thoughts. Well, sort of, most of the time. You know what I'm saying? But I honestly, I think I think too much. I overthink and do nothing. All I do is babble and rant to myself. But I do tell God what I feel. And I think that this is what the Lord is saying to me right now. Just get up and keep going. Okay? Just get up and keep going. You're going to the promised land. Death is not your definer. Death is not your doorway. Death is not your final stop. Okay? It's not your doorstop. You're living, eternal, you're, you're living your eternal life now. Okay, you may get interrupted by death or Jesus may come. And certainly Satan is still prowling around this planet, but this is your eternity now. It's not something in the future, it's right now. With God and Jesus, it's right now. The journey is right now and we are going to the promised land. Not maybe, not probably, we are through the grace of God a call to love and obedience. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. So again, that sounds like the Shema, right? Do we all love God fully? I, I, I know that I don't. I want to. And I know that I thought I did when I first got rebaptized. And I, 
that guy that got rebaptized in January 27, 2019, I don't even know who that dude was. That guy who says that he was me. Because the, the things that I have gone through and the thinking that I have gone through through the power of the Spirit, like I would have never, I would have never had those thoughts in my normal, safe, secure life that I had before. I had a nice family, I had two small kids like peanuts, you know, and I had a reasonably nice wife and I would love to have that all back. I'm not really holding my breath, but honestly, when, you're, when your life is like okay, and I'm not wishing for people's life to not be okay, but when your life is okay, what do you care about trusting in God? Like there was a post on Instagram that says, you don't know how strong you are till strong is the only option you have. I can't afford to be a weakling. I can't afford to crack. And the only way to have Holy Spirit, titanium, iron-infused blood power from God is to cling to God. Verse 13, And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Verse 14, Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord your God. Yet the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of his love. And he chose you, their descendants above all nations, is as evident today. Therefore, change your hearts and stop being stubborn. Now we are God's, we are God's uh, descendants. We are descendants of Abraham, of the father of faith. We are descendants of Jesus now. Just as Jesus was the perfect image of God, so God is forming in us. We're kind of like Mary. The image of Jesus is forming in us. He forms as a baby and then we're being sanctified and then we're a toddler and we're, then we're walking around and then we're a young man and then we're, then, then we're seasoned, then we're mature. Jesus is forming in us. Nobody's perfect. Jesus is the only one who's perfect. We're all sinners. We're all a work in progress. We've got no choice. We've got to go forward. You can back out if you want. Like, I mean, I've heard that once saved, always saved stuff. Like, that to me means that once you embrace Jesus, you're, you're always, it, it's, nobody can take that gift away, but you can, you can re-wrap. To me, this is my opinion. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. You can re-wrap the gift and give it back to God and say, I don't want to be a Christian anymore. I don't care about this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live on this path. I don't want to be besieged by the devil. I, I can just walk away. And he chose you, their descendants above all nations, as is evident today. Therefore, change your hearts and stop being stubborn. You didn't choose God. He chose you. So why would you want to give that back? God chose you for a reason. There's a purpose in your life. You're going forward, even if it doesn't feel like it. You live by faith, not feelings. We'd like to feel good every day, I would. Some days I feel fantastic, like... God is really close to me and some days it's like I just feel abandoned. I just feel like God doesn't care. He doesn't hear my prayers or, you know. And, and I know I have been told so many times, when you feel like that, it's not true. That's the devil hitting you. Yeah, I guess the devil can hit me or maybe that's just me doing the brokenness in me because we all have brokenness in us. It's brokenness. But by faith, we have the Holy Spirit that repairs the breach, that repairs the brokenness. You're being sanctified. You're being repaired. Verse 17, For the Lord your God is the God of gods and Lord of lords. He is it. Yahweh, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. You have the God of gods and Lord of lords. 
He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. We have Jesus who is God with us. We have the Redeemer, the Savior, the author and finisher of our faith. And we have, we have Jehovah Jireh. I wish I knew all those names in the, in the Old Testament. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. He shows love to the foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So you too must show love to foreigners, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. We're in the land of Babylon, Egypt. Bab this is Babylon. This is Rome. This is spiritual Rome. Just so much confusion here. So much confusion about people's identity and, and what they should be doing and their roles. Like, it's just craziness. Like, people just, just flipping out on TikTok and whatever. Like, I had to get out of that. I'm sorry. Just too much for me. Okay, I just want to, I just want to focus on, on, on God. I want to keep my eyes on heavenly things because I just don't need the negativity. It's going to break me. You must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him. Your oaths must be in his name alone. He alone is your God, the only one who is worthy of your praise, the one who has done these mighty miracles that you have seen with your own eyes. I'm not here to condemn anybody. Jesus said to, the, to John, he says, you don't know what spirit you have. The, the Son of Man did not come to condemn people, but to save them. If you're in a church and they're preaching, somebody else is speaking for God, just get out of that church. You want to serve God? God alone is your God, and Jesus is his Redeemer. Go to a Bible-believing Christian church only, not somebody's opinion. I got out. I got to the Baptist church. To me, it was very simple. Jesus and the Bible. You don't have to agree with everybody in the church. You won't. But as Joel said, love them from afar. Listen to what the pastor says. Take what he says is good. Verify the rest. And if you don't agree with the pastor about some things, it's okay. When your ancestors went down into Egypt, there were only 70 of them. But now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. Thank you, Lord, for multiplying your son in us. Please continue to do so. We are not worthy, but we have been redeemed by your son. And so being redeemed by him, we're loved by you. Thank you, Lord. And thanks all for listening. You take care now.